Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for the Wholeness Journey course. Hope y'all are doing exceptionally well. My name is Joshua Ez, and I'll be your coach um, for this evening. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of putting our full trust in God and having the awareness that right now, we lack nothing in God. As everyone is coming in live, I want to make sure I talk to those who are listening and watching later. I want to say thank you all so much for watching. If this is your very first time, I hope that you enjoyed this video. After watching the video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, man. Go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be your coach here online. Also, make sure you sign up for the course as well. But for those who's been rocking with me for a long time, whether you've been watching, subscribe for years or just minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for trusting uh, 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 what God has entrusted in me. And by hitting that subscribe button, all that good stuff. And I pray uh, that I continue to assist God on your journey and walk with him. But for those who are joining me live right now, let me know where you're watching from, all that good stuff. And make sure um, we uh, you get your notes ready because we're going to really get deep into understanding this. We got some people already in here. We got Lenita Ramsey. Good afternoon, coach. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Nikki Neek says, we lack nothing in God. That's exactly right. I can't wait to discuss this verse, this portion of this verse, because right now, no matter where you are, you lack nothing in God. Andrew, good afternoon from London. Thank you for watching from London, family. Yvette Kelly says, good morning from Chi-Town. Thank you for joining me, Yvette. And we have Epsi Lopez says, good morning, Coach Josh from Pasadena, California. So let's get right into our, our video for the day because I'm, I'm short on time, but I'm going to make sure um, that I give you what I feel God wants me to share with you this evening. Right now, we are in phase one, phase one of our course. Uh, and so in there right now, we're in number three. We are in the portion of the course of phase one where we talk about, in God, I lack nothing. Let me get my notes ready. So the next slide is this. Our main verse for today's uh, course or this phase course is James 1, 2 through 3. The word of God says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces patience. Verse four, it says, and let patience have its full effect, not partial effect, not a little effect, but let it have its full effect that you may be perfect or whole, complete and lacking in nothing. Let's get to our notes here. We also have other scriptures as well. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, we're going to talk about this a little bit in length today. The word of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. I think that's ESV, but King James, he'll make your path straight. Psalms 34, 10, I want you to be re uh, remember these verses because they play a good part in this understanding. Psalms 34, 10 says, the young lion suffers want and hunger. But those who seek the Lord, the Lion of Judah, lack no good thing. The young lions suffer want and hunger because the father lion is out, the mom lion, but the young lion is by himself. But those who seek the Lord lacks no good thing. Luke 22, 35, Jesus is talking here. And he said to them, when I sent you out with no money bags or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? They said nothing. Wow. Wow. He says, when I sent you, the key word is when I sent you. The reason why we're lacking in a lot of areas of life, because we're going, we're went, we're winting, but not scenting. We went, but we wasn't sent. Jesus says, when I sent you out with no money bags, and why do you think God does that? Sends you out with little, sends you out with, with less because he's your best. He's your rest. 
He says, when I sent you out with no money bags or knapsacks or sandals, no Jordans, no Adidas, no Yeezys, did you lack anything? They said nothing. Galatians 5, 22 to 23, we're going to talk about this in some length. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Here are some supportive scriptures that's going to help us better understand what it means that in us, uh, in our lives right now, that we lack nothing in God. Here's our goal. Let's get right into it. Our goal is this, is to learn how to have full trust in God. That is our goal for this evening, is to learn how to have full trust in God. Our main point for our talk today is that right now, right now in God, you lack nothing. Right now in God, you lack nothing. Another main point is that in order to hold well, you must be held. In order to hold well, we must be held. Now, what does that mean? It means this, that in order for, in order for me to be held, in order for me to hold my wife, I have to be held. Being held means that I trust God. Being held means that I'm held by him, that he's my rest. He's my support. He is my strength. So right now in God, I lack nothing. But in order for me to hold well, I must be held. Now, here's the problem. Many people's lack is due to their slack. Many people's lack is due to their slack. Many people are lacking the intangible traits needed to hold the tangible things they desire. Many people's lack right now is due to their slack. People are slacking off when it comes to stewardships in the various areas of life. So a lot of people's lack is due to their slack. And it's crazy that we put all of that on God. Like we say, it's God's fault on the reason why I lack, or it's my mama's fault, my daddy's fault, my ex's fault, whoever it is. These are the reasons why I lack. No, if we're honest, the reason why we're lacking is because we're slacking. Many people are lacking the intangible traits. Like we talked about the fruit of the spirit. Many people are lacking the intangible traits needed to hold the tangible things they desire. So when a person begins to fully trust God and they trust God as their source and they allow that source to teach them about stewardship, then no matter where they are in life, they will be fully capable, fully able, fully stable to be able to hold the tangible things they desire. What are those things that you desire right now? What are, what are those positions you desire to hold right now? Now, in comparison to that, ask yourself, what areas in my life do I slack? Because your lack is directly connected to your slack. We got another point here that says relationship leads to revelation. Relationship leads to revelation. The more I relate to God in character, the more I relate to God in, in purpose and in personhood, the more is revealed to me, the more is, is, is given to me to be able to hold well. So the more I begin to invest in my relationship with God, the more I will begin to be revealed or the more of him that we be that will be revealed. And then the more I will trust in him. Let's keep going for times. We have a lot of points. Lack by definition means the deficiency or absence of something needed. Lack definition is the deficiency or absence of something needed, desirable or customary, meaning that it is uh, customized to me. 
In other words, lack of money, lack of skill, something missing or needed. So the reason why we're lacking is because there's a deficiency. There's a lack of potency. There's a lack of supply. There's a lack of source. That's why it's important for you to understand God is your source. God is not a resource. He's your source. Right now, we have no deficiency for he is our sufficiency. The Bible says that his grace is sufficient for you, that there was a place in Paul's life that Paul was like, man, I'm going through pain. I'm tired of going through this. It's thorn in my side. Right. And God responds saying that my grace is sufficient. There's an abundant amount of grace for the sufficiency of the specificity of what God wants you to do for your purpose, for your life, for you in order for you to bear fruit. But the deficiency comes due to malnourishment. The reason why we are deficient, which leads to lacking, is because we are not feeding on the proper things. What are you feeding on? What are you eating on? What are you chewing through, right? Because what you're chewing through will determine what you chew through. Your, your, your nourishment, what you allow, what you eat mentally, what you eat emotionally, what you eat physically, what you eat spiritually, will determine your resiliency, will determine your full trust in God. Those who have full faith in God fully trust him. They they know that no matter where I am, I can pull on him or pull from him everything and anything that I need. So the reason why we're deficient is because we don't have the proper nutrients or the absence of something needed. The enemy wants you to think that you don't have connection with God, that that's what the word of God says in him, that we live, move and have our being. See, right now in God, he is not absent. That's why I really appreciate God's omnipresence. God's omnipresence is, is so is so important to me because no matter where I am, he's there. Right now, what you're facing right now, God is there. He is near the brokenhearted. The enemy just wants to take away your awareness, which then takes away your acknowledgement, which then takes away your adjustments, which then takes away your assessing, which then takes away your advancing. Because the more you are aware of, of God's omnipresence, you will acknowledge him more. It's crazy that we, we acknowledge Siri more than we acknowledge the spirit of God. We acknowledge Amazon Echo before, and more than we uh, acknowledge who the Holy Spirit is. Who do you check in first? All these products and technologies are byproduct to a degree of God's original design. Right? And so we, we, we acknowledge Siri because we are aware that Siri is there. But when we are aware that God through a spirit is greater, billion times greater than Siri, then at the moment of expression, at the moment of need, I can acknowledge God as my source, my source for joy, my source for happiness, my source for peace, my source for finance, my source for everything. And so when we are more aware of who he is to us, we'll begin to acknowledge him in everything. Like the word of God says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your honest that has been in all your ways, not some of your ways, not most of your ways, not a, a few of your ways, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. The issue is we love our crooked paths versus more. We run, we, we, we walk too fast. We move too fast. It's instead of walking at God's pace for those crooked paths to be made straight. So lack by definition is the deficiency due to poor nutrients, due to malnourishment, due to eating from the world, uh, uh, gaining from the world, compromising the things of the world, uh, not spending enough time for God, or the absence of something needed, 
And, and the enemy wants you to make, make you feel that God is nowhere to be found or desirable or customary. Something missing or needed. Now, with that, we have to ask ourselves, uh, 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 when it comes to God, he may not be absent, but what traits are absent, right? God may not be absent because God is omnipresent. God is everywhere. But what is absent from our skill set? What is absent from our stewardship with our money? What is absent as far as uh, uh, character traits and stewardship abilities and skills? Because the reason why we're lacking financially is because we have poor financial stewardship. The reason why we're lacking relationally is because we lack a relationship in people's skills. So what is absent in your life that's a direct correlation to your lack? All right, let's keep going. Now, uh from the intangibles the next point what what we want what we must understand is that we must pull from the intangible what i mean by that is the fruit of the spirit that the reason why we're not managing things well and the reason why we're lacking in life is because we're pulling from outside of us versus pulling from the abundance of the spirit in us like the word of god says let's go back to it let's let's break this down give me one second let me go back to my notes the scripture here the fruit of the spirit. Right now in God, I lack, I, I am fully connected to all love. So it, even in the unlovable situations of life, because I'm in God and God is in me and God is around me simultaneously, where I lack the capacity in my human form to love, I can now hold my wife with genuine, pure love, even when in moments where I feel she's unlovable, I can pull from that place. Imagine the people in the world who cannot pull from God. It is going to be impossible for us to love our wives, love our husbands, love our children, love the unlovable if we're not in love with the one that we should be aware that we should be the ones unlovable. But because he loved us greater than our unlovability, he sent his son to die for us to be to come into reconciliation through recognizing that he loves us. He reached to us first. So now that we can reach within to pull out of us so that we can extend from us what we need to help others. We have to pull from the intangible to support the tangible. Right now with the all-encompassing spirit of God, the spirit of God is all-encompassing of the Godhead. The spirit of God is not different than the Father, is not different from Jesus, right? There, there's the full spirit, right? The same, the same, uh, just like the iPhone is full in capacity and representation of Apple, the company, right? As far as their ideas, the same as with the spirit of God. Right now with the spirit of God, I can pull everything from every corner from God. The issue is we love the shallowness of life versus the depths of life. And what I mean by that, the Bible says deep cried out of deep, that, that, that those who love God, was the spirit of God will search even the deep things of God. How deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to pull? When you put that bucket down, what are you going to pull out? And I'm whole enough to go deep inside the spirit of God to pull the love I need, even for the unlovable. What about joy? Right now, it doesn't matter how bad your day is going. It doesn't matter how bad your week was. It doesn't matter what you're facing right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Pull from within, not from the flesh, but the spirit of God.
that right now I can be strengthened by the awareness that God has been faithful, God is good, that this is the day that the Lord has made, I will rejoice because I know that someone didn't see today and I will be glad in it. Gladness in the day means that I am aware of the possibilities of the day. The reason we are lacking or slacking is because the day we enter the day with sadness, not with gladness. But it doesn't matter what you face. It don't matter about what argument you have with your wife or husband. It doesn't matter what happened at your job. You, through the Holy Spirit, can pull from the intangibleness of him and have the joy that will not only strengthen you, but can strengthen the other. Right now, in the Holy Spirit, I can pull peace. No matter what's going on in our country, what's going on in our world, no matter what the pressure you face, you have peace because you are submitted to the Prince of Peace. And that peace, that poisonous about you, will then exude out of you. And it, listen, if I told my students, I said, if, if, if you sense fear from me, then you're going to naturally be afraid. Same thing with my wife. If my wife feels that I'm nervous or afraid, it's going to rock her. So if God's unmovable, I'm unmovable, which keeps everybody else up under me solid. That means that it doesn't matter what I'm facing. I'm not going to let my wife know I'm troubled. I'm going to go to the one that is my rock. And I'm going to pull from my spirit and say, hey, I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to go to the grocery store. And when I'm in the car, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm talking to God. I'm pulling from it. The Bible says, pray, uh, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost to build yourself up. You don't have the capacity in your flesh at all to be able to handle these, these pressuring points of life. That's why fellowship with the, with the Holy Spirit brings fruit. Fruit. My root determine my fruit. What are you rooted in? Are you rooted in the wellspring of life, the flow of God, so that when you find yourself in a storm and you or you find yourself in a situation, you are fully aware that right now you lack nothing. But the issue is we keep looking at the lack versus what was put on his back. And what was put on his back was our reconciliation. What was put on his back was for us to be connected to the Father again. So I don't look at my lack. I look at what he took on the back for me. And now, now that he ain't taking no flack from me, now I know that I can go to him anytime I need. And so that means right now I can pull peace. Right now, no matter where you are with the Holy Spirit, right now from the intangible, you can pull patience. Long-suffering. The issue is we are so uh, 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 gripped by convenience that we don't know how to be long-suffering. Do you know? That a certain people, the things that God sends you to, remember we talked about the money bag, when Jesus said where I sent you, not where you went, but where God sent you, where God sent, sends you, you will have the grace or the patience for. My wife is the only woman on this planet in wife form who has the capacity or patience for me. The same with her. Why? God sent her to me, I and she sent her to me, I sent she sent me to her, right? And so what I mean by that is that right now when I feel like I can't be patient with her. I know that God sent her to me, sent me to her that we're supposed to be. Then when I may not have it in his flesh to be patient, I can pull from the spirit of God, the fruit of God from my fellowship, 
for me to be patient. Also with kindness. I don't care who offends you, who says what to you. Right now in the Holy Spirit, right now in you, you can pull kindness. God will give you the ingenuity, the, the creativity, the way to be kind, kind because your kindness can lead to them being freed from their blindness. The reason why people are blind is because they don't even know what it means to be kind in certain areas. And the Bible says your kindness will heat coals of fire on the head, which means it will renew their minds. Goodness, faithfulness. And right now, you there's no good in the flesh, but there's a lot of good in the spirit. Even though there's good traits about us, it is not it's not going to forever be good or it has the potential to be tainted as good as can be tainted because it's not from the spirit. I can do a good deed from my flesh, but if I keep doing that good deed, eventually that good deed will be tainted. But when goodness comes from the Holy Spirit, it will always be genuine and it will always have an impact. I can also pull from the intangibleness inside of me, the spirit of God, faithfulness. You don't have to fall for the tricks of the enemy that all of us got to be in some cycle of sin, that all of us got to be backsliders at some point of our time, that I can be faithful to God. I can walk with God like Enoch. I can. I can. It's possible to be faithful if I let the spirit lead. The same as with gentleness, that I don't have to be angry all the time. I don't have to be offended all the time. I can be gentle. And most, not most importantly, but one of the biggest ones is that right now with all these, I can have self-control. Do you know when was the last time I had a honey bun? I haven't had a honey bun in probably three or four years. I'm talking about a good honey bun with the white ice. I ain't had about three years. And I see these honey buns all the time. But the Holy Spirit pulls, I pull from him often. The ability to be self-controlled. Now, there's other areas I got to work on self-control in when it comes to uh, the, the more high-quality delicacies of life as far as in dessert form. But what I'm saying is right now, there's no excuses. There's no excuse. So when we fall, we can't blame them we, because we fall because we don't look down inside of the halls of our life and see that the spirit of God is all encompassing to help us. So now you notice with this text, most people don't see this, that it's going to be impossible to have self-control without gentleness. You can't be gentle without being faithful and faithful. You cannot be faithful without being good. Goodness comes from kindness. Kindness is birthed from patience. Patience is birthed from peace. Peace is birthed from joy and joy is birthed from love. When I have allowed the perfect love of God to cast out all my fear, I now can walk in love. And when I'm in a constant state of love because I know I'm loved by God, then I, the joy of the Lord will continuously be my strength. And when a person is full of joy, that person now walks in peace. That person is a person of peace. And when that person enters that place of peace, they become more patient. They're not in a rush. Rush people are not patient. Peaceful people are patient. And when a person is walking in, in these spiritual <clears throat> flows, now their patience, when you're patient, you're more kind. When you're kind, you do more good. And when you're good, you are more faithful. And when you're faithful, you're typically more gentle. And when you're gentle, you have enough poise to be self-controlled. That's why the word of God says the fruit of the spirit, not the fruits of the spirit, because they're all connected. I cannot walk in joy if I don't have love. I cannot walk in peace if I don't have joy. I can't walk in patience if I don't have peace. I can't walk in kindness without patience. I cannot walk in goodness without kindness. I cannot walk in faithfulness without goodness. I can't walk in gentleness without faithfulness. I cannot be self-controlled without gentleness. They all connect, but it first begins with love. 
If I don't know that I'm loved by God, I will not have joy. If I don't have joy, I will not have peace. If I'm not peaceful or a peacemaker, I will not be patient. And when I'm not patient, I will always be rude. And if I'm rude, there's no good that can come out of me. And if there's no good coming out of me, or if I don't see no good in life, then I won't be faithful. And if I'm not faithful to anything, then I'm restless, which means I'm not gentle. And if I'm not gentle and I have self-hate and I don't like myself, I don't like others, then I'm going to lack in self-control and find myself and an addiction. So we must pull from the intangible. <clears throat> Thank you all so much for watching. Make sure you share this video, man. I pray that this video is a blessing. I pray it be a blessing to those um, that, that you are in connection with. So we have to pull from the intangible, right? Next point. A lot of lack is due to a, a lot of slack. Slack by definition means negligent, careless, or remiss. So a lot of our lack is due to a lot of our slack, due to us just being negligent in areas of our lives, being careless in certain areas of our lives, right? But right now in God, I lack nothing. Not only the issue is with God, we want we want God to give us stuff versus giving us the stuff to handle the stuff. That's why I said from the intangible. That the more I seek after the fruits of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, and, and engage in fellowship with the spirit of God and begin to grow in character and grow in steward and grow in the areas of life, then I will naturally begin to see, not naturally, but supernaturally begin to see the things around me sustained, the things around me held. And then when I'm entering into my marriage, it says from my fellowship, from the overflow of my fellowship with God, the, per the, the, the love, the joy, the peace will flood out of me into my wife will flood out of me into my children one day will flood out of me into the school hallways the kids can tell you right now they don't want me to leave the building i remember one time i was walking out with my book bag i was just going to the car i was going to the car and i forgot my keys to my office and the kids come would come out of the bus and the kids are the kids like mr Ezra, where are you going i mean they they get they get mad where are you going and one student was like, I just, I, I don't need you. There'll be days I don't need you. But the fact that you are in the building, I'm at peace. Because at any given moment, if I need to talk to Mr. Ezzy, I can find Mr. Ezzy. This is what the kids say. When me and Coach Miller out of the building, kids be like, man, it ain't the same. Because out of me flows something intangible that's sustaining the school. Right now, when I, when I, when I left my other school and I had to go to this job here, my principal from my old job says, when she says, we, okay, when I met with her, it was hard for me to tell her this. I worked at Briarwood for five years and, and, and I cried in her office. And, and when I talked to her, she started crying because she was like, you are irreplaceable. She says, it's going to feel like the Grand Canyon now that you're gone. Quote unquote, that's what she said. So we're in the office crying because she knows what's about to happen when I'm out the building from from what the staff need, from what the students need. The the the, the cafeteria workers was crying. The, the staff people was crying because they know when he's gone, there's no access no more. When he's gone, he's not in the building no more. When he's gone, he's not going to teach me how to love. When he's gone, his joy is not going to make me joyful. When he's gone, there's no peace here no more. When he's gone, there's no patience here. When you're gone, when the spirit of God is going with you, they should feel it. But they can't feel it if you're not filled with it to the point of overflow. 
So that's what it is. So now when I'm in my school now, th- that's why people, people can't met. That's why in a lot of places, I would never be fully paid to my full capacity. Why? Because my, my ability can't be measured financially. It can only be measured when I'm gone. That's why the Bible says when, when it's all said and done, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because it's the absence of God that's going to make people feel like, oh, man, I'm empty now. Nobody weeps and gnash with teeth and flames. They weep and gnash with teeth because of absence. That's why we have to say, you know what, I got to I got to I got to fellowship with the spirit of God to the point of overflow. That people can then flow into their purpose because they're pulling off of your bandwidth. And then you teach them how to develop their bandwidth. And so when they're in their families, their, their children and wives, etc., will be sustained. Next point, provision. Whoever gives the vision is responsible for the provision. Let's put that in there. So when you're in the will of God, the way of God, the visions of God, right? You know that when he gives you the vision, he will sustain you with the provision. So right now you lack nothing if you're in the vision of God. The reason why we get nervous, the reason why we're 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 stressed is because we don't even know who 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 we are. We don't even know who he is. I don't have to worry about provision at all because I'm smack dab in the middle of his vision for my life. I see what he sees. I see as far as he wants me to see, and I'm content with it. That's why money comes from everywhere. Thank you all so much for who all you all who support me financially, support what I do here. It just comes from everywhere. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't, when the fifth come or the first come, I'm not worried. When, when it bills are due, I'm not worried because I'm in his vision. I'm in his will. The only time that I would even be if thought of concerning about my money, I look at myself first. I don't look at God. I look at him. Okay, Josh, where did you, where did you uh, lack in budgeting? You see what I'm saying? But I know when I'm in his vision and I love his vision and I honor his vision and I desire to steward his vision, then greater provision. Let's keep going. I hope y'all learning something from this right now. Now, I like the little I like the little video on the screen. I like that the bottom corner so I can read and talk to you at the same time. People want the enjoyment of the cake, but not the process of the bake. People want the enjoyment of the cake, but not the process of the bake. They want to taste the combination of the ingredients, but not work to combine the ingredients. God gives you all the parts, pieces, and ingredients needed for you to assemble them. God is not always enough. And now, please, before you go crazy and cut this video off, hear what I'm saying. God is enough in who he is. But do we have enough in us to combine with his enough? And what I mean by enough is this. What do I offer him? If God, people can't get mad. It's basketball season. I have a basketball game to go to this evening with my school, and 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 nobody on the bench can get mad at the people playing because they got something the coach needs. If you have something the coach needs, the coach that is enough in his coaching ability matches with your enoughness and ability can make a lot of stuff happen. And the reason why many of us are lacking in certain areas is because we don't have enough. Like, like all God is asking, God is just saying, give me your best. It don't matter if it's two loaves and three fishes. Just give it to me. Give it to me. That's what he's saying. Don't give it to Satan. Don't give it to the world. Don't give it to that girl. Don't give it to that boy. Don't give it to them. 
Give it to me and watch me multiply it. Then when you put your hand in the bucket, you will find it is you have more. And then when you wake up in life, you got 12 baskets full for generational wealth, for generational sustainability. If you give it to me, God is saying, man, what is in you? Give it back. God put it in you to give it back to him to multiply. I tell students all the time, don't get so distracted in the boisterousness of other people's gifts. Because for me, when I was young, I was always jealous jealous of the rappers, the musicians. I was jealous of the artists. I was jealous of the people whose gifts can be seen. But and then and I, I didn't realize that my gifts, even unseen, was just as valuable, if not more valuable, than their gifts. So I was comparing my life to their life, and I was like, "Man, I suck as a person because I can't be, I can't beatbox, I can't, I can't rap. You know what I'm saying? I can't, <clears throat> I can't uh, draw well. I can't dance. You see what I'm saying? I can't do all of that. So I was like, "Man, I'll suppress myself. I was uh, because I'm not impressive to others. But then I will tell students like, "Man, what God has in you." Don't compare what God has somebody else. Give that ingenuity. Give that intuitiveness. Give that that system developing. Like give that to him and he'll multiply it. Right? But it's unfortunate how many people don't don't give God anything to multiply and then get mad when they are in debt or when they are poor, when they don't have something because you were so focused on watching other people fulfill their purpose or envying somebody else that you ain't even look inside of yourself to see what you can give God. So people want the enjoyment of the cake. What do I mean? We're lazy. People are lazy. They want to enjoy the cake. God, just bake it for me. Just bake it for me. No, no, no. People want the enjoyment of the cake, but not the process of the bake. It is the process that makes you a baker. It's the process that makes you a care, uh, uh, that can take care of others. It's the process that processes you into the person you need to be for the people that need you. But when you have this socialist, this 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 mindset of take care of me, that's why the church is where it is right now. Everybody wants God to do everything, but don't want to do anything. God's sufficiency, grace is great for, for salvation, but God's grace when it comes to your purpose, there, there's a limit to it. You see what I'm saying? Windows of opportunity do close. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? They do close. Don't think the doors always stay open. There's some people who never enjoy the full capacity of what God wanted them to enjoy. Right? And so we have to understand that we can't just wait until the cake is baked and then be like, oh, look at that. No, the church, a lot of people who are Christians and believers, they do nothing. So they just think God's going to drop a million dollars in their life one day. They just believe that God's going to drop a man in their life one day. They just believe that God's going to drop a woman. And that's not how it works. You got to work. We're not talking about working for salvation. We're not talking about that. We're talking about working for 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 uh, for purpose, working for the kingdom of God. We were meant to be lazy. But people want to enjoy. They want the enjoyment of the cake, but not the process of the bake. They don't want to put uh, uh, the pieces together. They want to taste the combination of the ingredients, but not work to combine the ingredients. <clears throat> so what that means is, next point, God gives you all the parts, all the pieces, and the ingredients needed for you to assemble them. What does that mean? It means this. When God backs the truck to your life, to your house, you know, when you go to Lowe's or when you go to Ikea or when you go to any place, oftentimes the boxes are just all the pieces. And oftentimes people get upset when God backs up to their life, the angels back up, beep, beep, beep. And then when he opens up that back cage, that 
that that angel black i got delivery for you and then when he delivers you know the parts and the pieces you're like man but but i don't want to put this together right but there's something about the process saying okay let me see what the egg and the flour do together let me see let's put this together because when i'm working with him when i'm baking with him when i'm when i'm fellowship with him then i begin to find myself as a baker that's why kids who whose parents who allow them into the kitchen early and help them to cook with them they become greater cooks that's why the men who take their sons out there in the yard to their sons out there in the garden they become gardeners they because now if you keep giving fish then when you there's no more fish you starve but if you know how to fish for yourself, listen, it doesn't matter what happens to the shelves in the grocery store. If you know how to farm and fish, you straight. See what I'm saying? So when the more we engage God, the more we fellowship with him, the more we begin to become fruitful and faithful to him. Next point. Right now, you can pull from God all you need to lead, all you need to feed, all you need to seed, all you need to bleed, all you need to read, and, and all of your deeds. Now, I, I, this is just off my head. A lot of these notes came this morning. But right now, God is saying, I have all the pieces, all the parts, all you need, that if you assemble these things with me in character form, if you assemble these things in personality, if you assemble these things as a person, then when it's time to pull, you can pull for me all you need to lead a family. All you need to lead a business, to lead a ministry, ladies and gentlemen, all you need to feed. When people come to your advice, you can feed them. As a pastor, you can feed them. As a teacher, you can feed them. As a parent, you can feed them. You can feed them what they need. You can also seed. You know how to plant deposits. You know how to plant encouragement words. You know how to seed. You also know how to bleed, which means you know how to be long. So you can pull from God. You will bleed a little. It's going to be painful, but you can be there. It will teach you how to read and discern. You can pull from God and like say, God, is this the right man for me? Right now, you can pull from God right now and ask him, but do you want the answer? Some people don't want to hear from God because they already got the answer that they want to hear from God. They make it as if God is giving an answer because they have created a graven image of God. And all of a sudden now God has been done, told you no, but you still go with the go. And now you're sad. Right now, you could pull from God any answer you need. Is this the woman for me? Is this the man for me? Is this a job for me? Is this the city for me? Let's keep going. <clears throat> These are some points I came randomly. So if there's no order to them, just flow with me. You're powered by God. You, you've seen companies or businesses powered by, uh, powered by uh, Coca-Cola, powered by, which means they're sponsored by, they're powered by the reason why they're on TV, the reason why they're on the radio, the reason why they are where they are, because they're powered by the same as with God. You're powered to empower. God's power was not meant for just us to be to ourselves. We're powered by God. Right now, I lack no power. The Bible says he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Right now, you have the power. Right now, you have the ability to, to, to go get wealth, to, to go get health, right? To go get the things you need. You are powered by God to empower others. Next point. God is not a resource. He is the source of everything. It is in him that we live, move, and have our being. When you have the idea and the mindset that God is your source, you'll never go hoarse. You, you will never grow tired. You, 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 you will never get, like, it doesn't matter who lets you go. If God didn't let you go, money will still flow. You see what I'm saying? Right now, 
Uh, um, you lack nothing in him. He's your source. He is your provider. The issue is he doesn't provide like we want him to provide. God ain't just going to provide. God provides at the at first. He provides in accordance to his will in connection to his integrity and based upon your stewardship ability. First, God, first God provides first with his glory in mind. And sometimes you like why God is not providing at a high level because he's preparing an opportunity. He's creating an audience. He's The reason why God kind of provides steadily and not as often is because he knows at what point we have the right audience for your testimony to help other people overcome. The Bible says we overcome by the what? The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You have to go through a test before you birth a testimony and testimonies help other people overcome. So sometimes God is allowing the test to go a little bit longer because he knows that if I continue to process out of you and then invest in you and test you through different modules and different things of life, then when I do provide, then when I do reveal myself through you, then I will have more people looking on, haters, celebrators, whomever, and then I can get greater glory. But then when there's glory, there's an opening of hardness of hearts, which then leads to confessions of sin, which then leads to the spirit to seal them within, which leads to salvation, which then produces a residual effect that continues to affect others. Because they will be like, man, if, if Ezzy can go through it and get through it, so can I. If God can bring him through it, so can I. The issue is we want God to take us around the Red Sea, want us to take us above the Red Sea, but never wants us to take him Take us through the Red Sea. God would rarely take you around, above, or under. But 99.9% of the time, he's going to take you through it. And we have to understand that. So God doesn't always provide like we want him to. That's why we start slacking. Because we start getting upset because we have a poor understanding of how God provides. He's the source of everything, but he doesn't provide like the world does. Says, listen, the devil will always bless faster than God. The devil will always bless quicker than God. People think that blessings are only reserved for God. No, no, the devil bless too. But the devil blesses with, with your future stress in mind. How many people they, they get? That's why you can't compare what people do online. They look so good online. They got the man, they got the girl, they got the car, they got the house. But everybody posts their highlights. They don't post their lowlights. Everybody posts their windmills, their, their cock and back dunk. They post it between the legs, but they don't post them getting hung. They don't post that. Most of the people that you're looking online right now that looks happy aren't happy. I, in my Durango, in my 2008 Durango right now, I got more peace, more joy, more hope than a lot of men in Bentleys and Bugattis and Maybachs right now. I got more peace in this small town, the small house that I'm in right now than people who got in them big mansions right now. I have more. It doesn't matter. More inwardly, it's more outwardly. The more you have eerily, it's more. So if you got joy in you, that, that joy you have in your heart right now is more than all that man's houses, all that girl's blouses, all that stuff combined. What's in you from the spirit of God is way more than what that person has without God. You have more in your singleness with God than you do with most couples without God, <clears throat> all couples without God. They look married, but are they carried? Ooh, they look like they're happy, but are they? 
Don't get married until you carried. Like so, because if you don't know what it means to be carried through anything and brought through anything, then you can't partner with somebody that doesn't get through anything yourself. So we have to understand that, hey, man, hey, 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 God is my source. You can't compare how other people's being provided because you don't know whose vision they're in. They may be in a devil's visions for them. And they oversee the devil's provision. And the devil's provision comes more, comes with more than just money. It comes with demons too. Now let's look at levels of trust. Levels of trust. Do you have a full trust in God? Do you have some trust in God? Do you have no trust in God? What are the areas in your life that you have full trust in God? This, this is these are compartments. There's some areas in our lives where we have full trust in God. There's some areas in life where we just have some trust in God. I'm not quite sure because I'm still going through the test, I'm still going through the process, and it's kind of shaky as I ever been. That's understandable. God understands if you don't have much trust in Him, right? Or some trust in certain areas because some of us are going through the process right now where we are in unfamiliar places and we don't like, we don't necessarily fully know God in the area. That's why it's important to get to know the attributes of God. That's why it's important to know him in every area and how he does. You got to study his personality, get to know him, fellowship with him, uh, 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 be more open-eyed when it comes to the things that he's doing. So that no matter what you face, even if it's unfamiliar, you know he's been faithful. And if he was faithful to you back then, won't he be faithful to you now? Let's keep going for time's sake. I have a wedding to go to and a game to go to today. Wow, I got here? Let me see. Should I? Yeah, I'm going to go through this right now. All right. What are the benefits of trusting God? Let's talk to some people right now. Thank y'all so much for watching. All those who's in the chat right now and all those in the chat right now, there's links at the top of the, of the video, um, links for you to support what I do, links for books, all that kind of stuff. Uh, for those who don't know, we have uh, um, my latest book. That's what produced this course, The Wholeness Journal for The Wholeness Journey. It's a what of a hundred and so, um, hundred and so uh, reflective questions, 52 weeks of accountability, uh, journal entries, as well as 25 articles to help you process your wholeness. Also created a card game called Whole. The first one who spelled Whole wins. It's a fun interactive card game for you to discuss the different components of wholeness as well as do activities like workouts, like different uh, physical activities, mental activities, uh, mathematical activities. It's just kind of just to be, uh, to see if you're whole. Just, it's just fun ways. All that right now is available on my website, imunplugged.com. Let's get back to the points. What are the benefits of trusting God? Number one, not number one, but the first one on this list is, one of the benefits of trusting God, you have confidence. You have confidence. When you begin to trust God, fellowship with God, realizing that God's your source, you become more confident. Young ladies who have a, a great father in their life, who encourages them, who, 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 who instructs them, who guides them, um, they may not be the world standard of beauty, but they walk more confident because their dad showed them there that they're beautiful. Their dad told them they was beautiful, right? That's why a lot of young ladies, the reason why they're not confident now in who they are, and they put they put three, 14 layers of, of makeup on, or they go to the, this person in 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 uh in, in South America to get jobs done, is because they, they haven't heard from any father, any real solid man in their life that they're beautiful, that they're worth something, they're valuable. But when you know who you are in God, man, you begin to produce confidence. The business of trusting God is that you become more confident. I know God is well able. Do you know what kind of confidence you have to have to see thousands of people bow down to a golden image, to bow down to an image? 
with the knowledge that if you don't bow down, you're going to lose your life. That's confidence. That didn't just come from that moment. That came from moments with God. That's why the enemy wants to take you away from God, because he knows that you won't be able to withstand in that evil day. There is a day coming that's going to test everybody's stance. It's going to test everybody's uh, knees. Either you will bow or you will stand. But the more you begin to trust God, the more you begin to fellowship with God, the more you begin to realize that in God you lack nothing, then you will find yourself confident. You will speak in rooms more boldly. You will walk in rooms with shoulders broad. You will walk in there with presence and purpose and perspective. You, you will walk in situations that God has led you in, knowing that you're going to walk in and walk out with what you need. If I trust him. I lack nothing. Therefore, I'm confident. I'm, I don't worry about what job I'm going to have. Every job I've had thus far, especially from the YMCA until now, was all God-given. Wasn't qualified for, but all was obviously qualified for. God walked me through them doors. He's a gentleman. He opened doors for me. He opened doors for me. He opens doors for me. So I walk confident because I'm in his will. The reason why we lack confidence is because we're outside of his will. <clears throat> we haven't given him the will. And we expect him to be our Michelin wheels. Just take me where you where I want to go. No, we are the Michelin tires. He is the steering wheel. So right now in God, man, when I begin to trust him and I begin to trust him in every area, I have confidence. Next, I have balance. Imbalance occurs when there's stress. Now, when I lack confidence in, in one area of God, it starts pulling from the other areas of God that I trust in. And then I become unbalanced. I become, I become unstable. If God's unmovable, I shouldn't be movable, right? But I have balance. I have, I, have, I, have, I, have, I have a balance of weight because I've laid aside every weight because I trust God that I'm not going to um, aggressively tilt myself to try to get this car, tilt myself to get this house, tilt myself to get this spouse, right? I'm not going to tilt myself and come become unbalanced and add more to my plate. Because I know God balances me. God's timing balances me. I know it may not be my time now, but when is my time? I'll be in, I'll be who I need to be for then. I become balanced. Next, benefits trusted God. I have guidance. He will lead and guide you to what? All truth. The issue is we don't want the truth, therefore, we don't want the guidance. The reason why we don't want God to lead us is because we can't handle the truth. But those who want the truth are those who want the light. Those who want the light because they want to delight in God. And those who delight in God have the desires of God. But the reason why we don't want guidance is because we don't want the truth. We'd rather walk in darkness. We'd rather walk in, 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 in mess than in our best. But you can't have proper guidance if you're not ready to hear the truth in every area. How can God guide you to, your, to the one that God has for you if you don't trust that he has the one he has for you? How, how can you how can you how can you let God lead you anywhere if you don't want to see what's in you? I want God to always expose me, oh God. I tell God to expose me privately all the time. Show me anything that may lead to my exposure later. I tell you, I say, God, show me anything in me that may ruin me later. Guide me into all truth. Guide me to the light. Guide me. That's one of the benefits of trusting God. He will guide you. He will lead and guide you to all truth, the Spirit of God will.
It gives guidance. Next, it gives substance. Substance and abundance. One of the benefits of trusting God. Substance, like, like sustenance, not substance, sustenance, like money, like provision. Like money just be coming everywhere. God just be blessing me from handshakes to, to PayPal's to cash apps to people. All you guys who are so generous to me, man. God gets to glory and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. All right. But I don't have to worry about nothing. I trust God. Even if all y'all stop giving, I trust God because God fed. What's his name with ravens? I'm, not, I'm pretty sure that God will. You Do you know God will guide you to the bag? Do you know that God may have someone put money somewhere and just randomly say, hey, just drop this money right here. And then God literally guides you to that place. God, God, just because things are, are short in the world doesn't mean God's arm is short. One of the big trusts in God, you know that provision comes from anywhere. The issue is we think that provision only comes through these main areas, a job, uh, a, a, a man or a woman or, or someone. God is very creative in his in his provision. It don't matter what happens in this country. I'm not connected to the United States of America. I'm connected to heaven first. Don't get me wrong. I'm of the kingdom while I'm in the United States. But I'm not of the United States system. So no matter what breaks down the systems of this globe, no matter what happens on the system, I don't even know why I said globe. Y'all know what I stand. It doesn't matter what happens on this plane. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what happens on this flatness of plane. No matter what happens. I know my rock is the rock of God. It's, the, it's God himself. Assurance. When the benefit of God is I'm assured. I'm assured, man. I am assured. I am assured of my salvation. I am assured. I'm assured, I have assurance that he will provide what he showed me. He will do it in his timing. I am assured. It also produces resilience. What it benefits trust in God, it produces resilience. Like, like I'm able to go through stuff. <laughs> like, like only the resilient will survive. Those that endure to the end shall be saved. The end will really prove who's saved. The beginning doesn't prove who's saved. The middle doesn't prove who's saved. The end will. Right now, the wheat is growing with the tares, and they look alike. There's a bunch of lookalikes. I'm going to call non-Christians the lookalikes. Not the Canaanites. Not the Zebusites. But the lookalikes. <laughs> They're the lookalikes. So, so, so the end. So, But the thing about it is God is trying to build resiliency. He says, trust me even through this. You lack nothing right now, and you don't have your job right now. But God said, you still lack nothing. You may not, you may not have this man right now, but you still lack nothing. And what he's teaching you is resilience. If you're not going to be resilient in your singleness, you're not going to be resilient in your marriage. Convenience has destroyed resilience. Because we live in Uber Eat world, uh, a Postmate world, we live in uh, 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 Instacart world, we live in this you bring it to me versus me going out there to bring it to myself. <clears throat> we lost all the ability of hunting. There's something that is that 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 bursts out of a person that hunts, like 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 we gotta keep being hunters. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. We should stay on the hunt. But if you want things to come to you, convenience has destroyed resilience. And so what, what happens if there's a catastrophic food shortage, which is coming? What's going to happen when all hell breaks loose? There's going to be a bunch of people 30 days from being cannibals. Because they don't need, they don't know how, they don't have to, they don't know how to farm, they don't know how to fit, they don't know how to do nothing. 
We have to be more resilient. That's why God says, trust me through these tough times. I'm, I, w- I won't change. I wouldn't have. If I had a chance to change my past, I wouldn't change anything except for the money that I wasted and the time I wasted with them girls. That's the only thing I'm going to change. But the pain, well, no, 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 because that, no, 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 I wouldn't change it either because the pain that I went through those breakups, the pain that I went through, through poverty, see, poverty, uh, 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 being broke, being heartbroken teaches you a lot of lessons, right? So what I'm saying is, is that I, like, I, I'm glad I went through those tough times because it made me resilient. That's why I ain't scared of competing with these people out here. They ain't resilient. They don't know how to go through nothing. Let's keep going. Influence, influence, like people who are resilient have great influence. If you can get through it, I can trust in your influence. But with your influence, you got to fly them up to God. God gets the glory. So eventually you start having affluence. You start having influence on people, impact on people. People will begin to tr- will begin to ask how you got where you where you are and etc. Benevolence. You become a giver when you trust in God. You 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 don't, you don't you're not holding things in your hands because you know that God gives seeds to the soil. Seed on the shelf can't produce nothing, but seed in the soil or seed in the soul can produce a lot more. Last slide and we out. God gets the glory. I'm glad God's uh, blessing you out. She's uh, Ashana says you're giving me confirmation. God gets the glory. I'm glad y'all being blessed. A lot of people commenting. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Last slide. I got to go. I, I, I better go. Yeah. The process is lacking nothing. Now, this is what I'm going to stop here. We're going to get into. Let me see. Next week, we'll probably get into. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about the process of obtaining to obtain and sustaining wholeness. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that next week. All right. Let's get back to the last slide here. The process of lacking nothing, the process to getting to a place where you mentally believe, you mentally feel that you lack nothing and you have that confidence, you have that, uh, let's get back to the side, you have that confidence to the place where you have that balance, to the place where you don't mind the guidance, the place where you have abundance and sustenance, the place where you have assurance, resilience, influence, and benevolence. This is how we get there. Number one, we got to seek God's face, not his hand. In order to get to the process of lacking nothing to get to the place where we have balance, influence, uh, and all that kind of stuff, we got to seek God's face. My wife's face tells me a lot. Every time I wake her up, she always wakes up with a smile. That lets me know I'm doing what I need to do. If she wakes up with her eyes rolling, I ain't doing something right. (laughs) But my wife, she got the most beautiful smile. She wakes up and she just smiles because she sees daddy. Not daddy, baby dad, not baby daddy, Lord, Lord, okay, I'm tired. <laughs> she sees her man. <laughs> so I look at her face to see how well I'm running my race. Her face tells me a lot. Her face tells me about my pace. Her face tells me about how well I'm running my race. Her face tells me a lot. So when I seek God's face, when I see that gentleness in his face, when I see uh, the the focus in his eyes, it it just does something. I got to seek his face. I got to seek him. Eyes, the eyes of the one of the soul. Gosh, I'm looking. I want to look you eye to eye, uh, metaphorically. I want to look at you. I want to look towards you. I want to seek your face. What's your face saying me today? What is your face telling me today? Oh, you, you got that stern look? You, it's go get it season. Okay, God, I see your face. Well, I got to go get it. 
When I'm sad and I feel depressed, not depressed, your boy ain't never going to be depressed. But when I feel stressed, I can look at his face and find hope. So no matter where I am, I'm looking, I'm seeking his face. Is that a thunderstorm? Baby, you all right? Was that you? Was that thunder? Okay. Demons must be mad or something. That was a loud little boom. Make sure no plane crashing. Anyway, I got to seek his face. Like my wife's face lets me know a lot about what I'm doing. Because if my, if my wife wakes up sad, wakes, wakes up with her eyes rolling, I ain't doing my part. So I seek her face to see how I am. Or You know what I'm saying? But God is the other side. I seek his face to change my countenance, to change my face, to give me hope, to give me push, to give me confidence. To give me strength. I seek his face. I seek his face. I seek his face. I want to seek him. Next point, the process to lacking nothingness. I got to accept God's embrace. I got to accept it. You got to let God. You should let him hug you. You should let him love you. Let him be the one to give you everything you want and need. And baby, you should let him love you. Let him embrace you. Let him embrace you because I'm telling you, he's near the brokenhearted. Give him your pain. Give him your stress. Give him everything. You got to accept it, God. I, I'm tired. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What does that mean? Those who labor, those who are overly working for money, overworking for success, overworking for, for acknowledgement, those who are overworking, 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 or overhurting. He says, man, those who are overworking, right? He says, come to me, those who laboring too much. But God, man, I barely sweat, bro. Now, I do sweat, but I'm talking about metaphorically. I don't, I don't, I'm not pressed for the bag. I'm not pressed for money. Favor's worth more than money. I'd rather make residual money than sweatful money. But I accept God's embrace. Uh, uh, embrace. I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel... Press for anything. Another point for the process of lacking nothing is you got to become God's ace. You got to become God's ace. You got to become his friend. Be a friend of God. Like, like I want to go from follower to friend. He said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friend. I got to become God's ace, man. I got to become God's friend. The more friend, the more more of a friend. When friends like friendship, you you don't really gotta pay for much. When you got a good friend, you you sometimes you pay, sometimes he pay, sometimes you pay, sometimes she pay. You know when you have a friend, and and and, and you need something there. So when you become a friend of God, you have more confidence because you know that he's friendly and he's got everything you need. Next point, you gotta let God replace. In order for the process, like I know you gotta let God replace. Listen, stop, stop trying to fill that vacancy. God is omnipresent. He feels right now, God is filling, he has the potential, not the potential, he has the ability to fill every vacancy. So he right now he's filling that vacancy of a missing father. He's filling that vacancy of a of a of a missing a husband. He's filling that vacancy of a missing mother. He's filling that vacancy of a missing uh, um wife. Right now he's filling that vacancy in your singleness. He's filling that fake. Let him fill the. Let him replace. Let him fill the vacancies. Because when you start trying to hire people. Then you end up firing people. We are incapable of hiring well. That's why I let God hire and fire. I let God remove and, and, and bring in. 
I let, let God replace those areas of your life. Stop trying to find that man. Get off that dating site. Get off. Though you don't gotta go nowhere all the time to make yourself available. You don't have to worry about uh, make yourself available when you're available to God. When you're available to God, God will lead you to the right moment to meet your wife or meet your husband. You see what I'm saying? Like, 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 like the more I'm available to him, those things, listen, I don't, I don't look for things. I follow God. I walk with God. While I'm walking with God, me and God, well, God's magnetic field begins to, when I look behind me, I'm like, man, these things are trying to, I don't chase after anything. I walk. I'm in a constant state of walking with God. I walk with God everywhere. Why? While I'm walking with him, I look behind me. Things are chasing after me. People be looking. People be running to give me money. People be running. I don't, I'm like, y'all tired? The things that's looking for you should be more tired than you. Man. The things that are, that are looking for you should be the ones. I finally found you. Hey man, God bless you. I'm out. I should never be tired looking for stuff. I should not be tired chasing things. I'm walking with God. Me and God be sitting on the bench sometimes, chilling, talking about life. Sitting out there in the park somewhere on the bench, talking to God metaphorically. Now all of a sudden, hey man, I've been looking for. I got houses I didn't build. I got I got gardens that I ain't had to tow. I got my, I got God has already provided the Ezzy legacy, uh, um, the legacy inheritance. I got millions. I got my name in trust funds. I got my name in places I don't even know. That's why I ain't worried about it. When is his time to find me and find me? I got cars that I don't even have to purchase. People right now, I don't like nothing. When that Durango has fulfilled itself for me, God will. I'm not worried about it. I, ain't, I told God I ain't paying no more. I don't pay my Durango. I ain't paying another car payment. So that's, do you know how many cars out there that God can put on somebody's heart to bring to me? A house that God can bring to us? See what I'm saying? It's all about his timing, though. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get so caught up in, in trying to fill vacant spots. No, God's omnipresence already filled those spots. I'm letting him, I'm trusting him in those areas until he filled those areas. I got to receive God's grace for the race. I got to receive God's grace. God's grace is sufficient for you in this situation. No matter what you're going through, God's grace is sufficient. For times like I got to go, um, you got to find and run God's race for you. The reason why we're lacking a lot of stuff because we're running a race that God never shot the gun for. We're running a race that God never told us to line up for. So now we're off balance. Now we're stressed and pressed to provide. We're stressed and pressed to make vacant spots fill because we're in the wrong field. Let's keep going. You got to receive God's grace and find and run God's race. Don't just find God's race for you. Run that race for you, that he has for you. Next one, you got to run at God's pace. You can, If God walks, we walk. And if God's at a brisk jog, I jog. If God stands still, I stand still. Because when you start overdoing it or I don't want to be behind God, I don't want to be ahead of God. I want to be beside God. I want to walk and run at God's pace. Last but not least, excel in God's marketplace. Like get out there. Get that idea off the ground. Excel in excellence. Get out there. Because the reason why you're probably sick and sitting poor because you're sitting on your you sitting on your prosperity, you sitting on the thing that God was meant to. Every sing every single one of us have inside of us 
all the things we need for generational wealth. I got 50 plus books in me that my great, great grandkids will be benefited from. I got multiple businesses, multiple million dollar, billion dollar ideas in me right now. Miles Monroe said this, he said the wealthiest place on the world, on the planet are the graveyards where people die with their gifts in them. God says, get out there in the marketplace. Get out there. Advance the kingdom. Get out there. Get out there. Get out there. So how to get to a, process, a place where you know I'm confident, a place where I'm balanced, a place where I don't mind the guidance, the place where I have full sustenance and abundance, the place where I have assurance, the place where I have resilience, the place I have influence, the place I have benevolence. In order for me to get there, man, I got to seek God's face. Because seeking his face helps me change my face. I got to accept his embrace. I got I, I to let him love me. I got to become God's friend. I got to become God's ace. I got to let God replace all the areas that are vacant. I got to let him be that void and trust it in his perfect timing. He will fill those vacancies with people and things that has him in it. I, I, in order for me to do that, I got to receive God's grace, man. His grace sufficient, man. Grace and mercy. Why you think they follow you? Because when you fall, you fall into grace and mercy that pushes you back up to go. Grace and mercy doesn't make when you fall on it, doesn't keep you there. I'm like, nah, later. It's not, grace and mercy is not a pillow. Grace and mercy is not a, a mattress where you just sit there. It's a trampoline. It's a bounce back. When I fall back, I got grace and mercy to bounce me right back to the race. I got to find and run God's specific race. I got to run in this place and I got to excel at the marketplace. I hope this message was a blessing to you. I hope you guys and gals got something out of it. If you did, make sure to make, feel free to share. Um, there's links in the chat box right now on YouTube. I know people watching on Facebook too. But if you want to uh, uh, learn more about what I do, if you if you feel led to give, you feel led, uh, uh, you want product, you anything like that, you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. Links in the description box below. Links in every description box for those who are listening, wherever you listen, Spotify, etc., or, or on YouTube, that those links are there. Links for this book here on the Holiness Journal. We're going to be in the next three or four weeks. We're going to start getting into the journal. We're going to start asking questions, going through certain questions in there. So make sure you get your copy right now, the Holiness Journal. Um, are you whole enough to hold the precious things of life? Also get the card game, Hold. The first one who spell Hold wins. It's a very creative game. This, this is part of the genius, genius, genius of the Holy Spirit, man, and what he creates through me, man. I hope it inspires others to create as well. But it's a fun interactive game there. Also, for other books you get on my website, The Purpose of Singleness, which was the prerequisite to this, even though the purpose of holiness is not the, the holiness journal, it's for teens, it's for singles, it's for dating couples, and also married couples. This book right here is for singles, The Purpose of Singleness, How to Maximize Your Singleness. Uh, we also got a dating prep book for those who are in dating phase. If this book right here helps you date God, date yourself so you can go on date a bull, so you can take the love of your life forever. It's great. It has great questions, a ton of questions in this in this book to help you either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. This book on soul ties is a great book, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Outreach Strongholds. This book's also available for those who just struggle for soul ties. And strongholds like that bird in the cage, God has been done open the door for a lot of us, but we're not willing to fly or don't have the courage to fly in that freedom. If you have questions on discernment, whether or not he's the one, whether or not she's the one, whether or not it's the right place to be in, the right job, the right friends, the right opportunities, this book, Counterfeit or Counterparts, a great book. Uh, it teaches you the difference between discerning between a counterfeit, 
A counterfeit is something that you force fit in your life. A counterpart is a, a thing that plays a major part in your life that's from God. So this book right here is one of my favorite books that I've ever written, resource that I've ever created, uh, because it's, it's it's just a blessing. I have uh, My wife and I have our, our children's book as well called As He Says. Asians for the Students I Serve is a great book to help young people discover their art form. Here are our cartoon characters. I can't wait to start writing more uh, chapter books for kids. My wife and I are working on that. Here are our cartoon characters. I'm, I'm the guy right there at the back of the bus, the, back, the close to the bus, tall guy back there. And my wife is the woman in the far right. So we have our own cartoons as well. Also, if you uh, have questions about spiritual warfare or how to put on the whole armor of God, this book right here is a great resource. It's called World War Me, How to Win the War Within. Great resource there. Also, go to our website now to get you some merch, new wholeness merch. Make sure you check it out on our website as well. I am unplugged.com. I love you. I have a full day ahead of me. Going to a wedding, uh, uh, celebrate with my brother, uh, one of my brother and sisters that I, uh, that I was actually working at Briarwood with. Look forward to uh, um, that. And I also got a basketball game to go to. So I love you all. I pray this was a blessing. Thank you all in advance for your generosity. Thank you in advance for all the supporting of the products. Because what you do in that area helps support what God wants me to do. Uh, and those y'all are one of the resources by which he provides. Uh, but either way, God is my provider. And I just appreciate your generous generosity in advance. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next week. Lord willing, have another way next week. So we'll see. Um, but love you all. Make sure you sign up for the course, get the worksheet. Uh, so you can be able to answer questions. Let me see if anybody says some things. Uh, Lenita says, thank you. God gets the glory. Such a blessing. God gets the glory. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, God's going to say, I am a friend of God. Yes, he is a fulfiller. I chase only after God. I seek first. Amen. Amen. Uh, the things that are la- looking for you should be tired trying to catch you. Wow. I'm trying to tell you. That was, that was from the Lord right there. That was powerful. Love you all. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. Peace.